Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz and with me as always is the turtle to my snake, Bradford Omen. <laughs> hey, that's me. Very slow. <laughs> I was <laughs> I don't know that's, what I was that's exactly what the you're shark right. to my snake. Nate Lauks. Yeah, that's definitely what that's the shark a, that's is. a shark. Yep. That's a shark sound. And a, a very special guest, the Godzilla to my snake, Sarah Godzilla Kanejni. Rar would have been better here. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. What, what, was, what does the shark say? I don't know what it like. Shark chomp. Yeah. A chomp. No, chomp's a sound, not what. Chomp. Yeah. Shark chomp. Yeah. Chomp. Chomp. Shark says. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. That was a good. Thank you. Good sound effects. Thank you. Sarah is one of our favorite people. You've been on the show multiple times. Never with Mr. Nate Laux though. No. So it's just been more than two years. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, been, it's been more than two been years, while. and uh, I think I've only been on it once. You been no, on, you're on a, tw- you you're on a couple times. Yeah, yeah you and, we you had, and your I think, lovely I think we sister. Had, yeah, we had you on with Lizzie once, and then I think we had you on with Katie another time. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're making that up. We don't know. I stand uh, So you know, we've changed the format ever so slightly. Where uh, uh, we we play, play we do play less games. We still try to play a game here and there. Okay. Um, but what we talk about the latest trailers that we've uh, that we just saw. And we're still goofing. We're still goofing. Yeah, you know, we're doing goofs and ganders. Yeah, having fun. We're having goofs and galants. Yeah, just galumphing around. Last week, uh, last episode, we had Mitch. Mitch from New Zealand. If you didn't Mitch, listen to that Mitch episode, Blyde. you need to because Mitch was such Mitch a- flew in from New Zealand legitimately. <laughs> this is not a bit. He flew into LA. He was there for a month. He did a road trip around the United States. Two months. Two months. He he ended he up in- Met somebody. Sh- fell in love. Sh- he didn't fall in love. He just met somebody. No, I, okay. I, let me write the story in my he, head that I want to tell. No, he, yeah, he's, I'm with he, him. he was pretty like set set on what was happening listen, for we're, the time we're, being. This is not spill the tea on Mitch. No, hour. I just feel we like- don't, I don't know how he's feeling. I feel like there's a connection there, there that you don't want to admit because he is such a good-looking man. Oh my God, he is handsome. Yeah, Nate, can you please set the scene for me? I just need to know, like, what's this love story? <sighs> Mitch, I'm sorry, buddy. He's a li- he's gonna listen <laughs> to this, and I would like to point out that I, Kate, if you're listening as well, you are evidently a lovely person. But I don't know your personal details. I don't know if you guys are are, are in love and, and gonna gonna end up together. Let Who me, knows? Okay, you me, guys could just be dating. I don't know. Let, let me tell the story. All right, so. Uh, New Zealand lockdown COVID just opened up. Um, so Mitch is like, I need to stretch my arms, need to get out of here for a little while. And so he came to the United States to get a little bit of patriotism. And he comes here and he stays in LA for a little <laughs> while and he meets a woman. And this woman, no, he actually went to Hawaii for a little while and then he came to LA. And he meets this this woman and he just, there's something about her that he has never experienced in all of New Zealand, right? Like all of the Shire, all of that, never experienced wow. this kind of love. And so, what are um, we doing? Right I don't now. know. So Mitch he, didn't no, tell any of it. She wanted me to tell the story. And Who's so, she? Uh, me. The only girl in the room. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Keep up, Brandon. Actually, we're a minute and a half in. We're already lost. Who I mean, is it's she? Actually, Who's here? It's been fine so far. What, what, are you, what are we doing? You just woke up from a nap, Grandpa. What are we doing? Anyway, so Mitch comes here. He's he spent some time with us just to check his heart a little bit. Like, is this real? You know, yeah. not at all. And then uh, he's gonna go to Chicago and then fly to New York City. He didn't go to New York. No, though. I'm telling this story. It's true. Let's let him tell. And the story. then he doesn't go to New York City because. 
Uh, New York City flooded because oh, the yeah. Lord wanted him back with this girl. <laughs> oh my God! I believe it. In California. All right, that's enough, Pastor right. Nate. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is starring in this film that we're making soon. I will say two things. It's about called Love from Down Under. <laughs> uh, no, that's Australia. He's from New Zealand. New Zealand is also Down Under. Go read a book <laughs> or look at a map. I'm Jesus not, Christ! But no, I'm not sure that they like to be. Yes, it is. Both New Zealand as. and Australia are considered the, in, the, in the Down Under label. Okay, well, I, I just I don't want to be offensive Let's to anybody from New Zealand. Put me in a Jaffa. That could be their wedding hat. <laughs> Hashtag, let's what? get mitched. Oh. oh, 2024, let's get mitched. <laughs> We're all flying to New Zealand for the wedding. It's going to be a real bummer if like someone like uh, um, uh, Mitch What's-His-Dicks does like a, a campaign again. Mitch Daniels? That. Yeah, that's his name. Good good job. Uh, so <laughs> I try to scratch two <laughs> shitty people out of <laughs> Two memory. things about Mitch. One of the most handsome gentlemen you, you'd ever want to meet. And so kind. Also, one of the kindest souls I've ever met in my entire life. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. From from the second he stepped foot into, you into fell the in love vehicle, with him. I, I was in love, I with, love him. with Mitch. He's <laughs> no, you are. You are. You just don't he, know him yet. He's got, he, had a, he had a backpack with a, a skateboard on, and he had two other uh, duffel bags with him. And that's all his worldly possessions to come over to America. And he just had the biggest smile and the biggest grin on him the whole time. It's such a positive influence on me and Brad the whole time he was with us. I can't say it. Mitch, we fucking love you buddy didn't dislike brad yeah wow crazy oh my god so before we go any further do we have a sponsor it cannot eclipse what mitch brought from new zealand he no, of brought new zealand two, two imported goods from new zealand we're not going to top it but we are we are going to going to get a little cheesy of a bag already gonna open get a little yeah, cheesy yeah cool <laughs> An already opened bag. Well, I, I, I had to had try this, this in the back of my pantry. <laughs> I, had, I had to try this myself. You know, at least when Mitch brought treats, they were sealed still from New Zealand. From New Zealand, but that big old. candy bar was smashed to shit. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? It wasn't. It wasn't open. It's open because I try snacks because I have Brad's junk to run, and it doesn't run itself. You well, bastard. Well, your junk but, does uh, run itself. Oh, uh, I wish it did. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Ben, let me ask you a question. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> what do you, What do you like in your pizza? Pe- pepperoni and sausage. That's it. Sometimes I'll do a ham and pineapple. A ham and pineapple, like no, a Hawaiian pizza. No. I do. I actually okay. do. I'll do uh, uh, ham and pineapple and hot sauce. Sarah, how about you? What do you like in your pizza? Typically cheese, but or veggie. Oh, you don't like any meats. Uh, I'll do pepperoni here and there. Okay. Well, I like pizza, so I'll do supreme, but I won't fuck with pineapple on my pizza. Okay. I did like Sarah's like, and actually, well, now that I'm thinking about it, I'll do bacon. <laughs> I'll do bacon sometimes. No, ham. I will. Oh no, I won't do bacon. Oh on really? My pizza? No, absolutely not. How come? Um, I don't. It gets too fatty. The bacon pieces do. Like it's just not good. Bacon is it's, it's a very like strong the, flavor. No dude. one asked you. It kind of overpowers. I, just, I, know, I, know I, I will saying. say though, that I haven't. I've never had like um, bacon with like a white sauce pizza. That's I, very good. Uh, I think I'm just like certain sauces go with certain That's fair. things. That's, That's very fair. fair. That's fair. Nate, how about you? Just answer so we can move bacon. on. Bacon. I like bacon. No, uh, I like <laughs> <laughs> only bacon. <laughs> I like really, really greasy bacon. No cheese, just uh, bacon. I like, I like it when they do, do, do the, pe- the pepperonis that turn into little circle discs that have the grease inside, and Nate, I put bacon inside Nate's the just pepperoni gonna, bowl. Nate is just going to start <laughs> describing a panini. <laughs> and he's like, I really like when the focaccia bread is really... <laughs> Uh, I, I like I like sausage pepperoni. That's yeah, good. no, it's, um, great. it's an it's old classic. standby. I, I like um, you know that's enough. That's, that's good. Any, that's any good. Meats that you put we're, on we're there. Good, is fine. perfect, good. Nate. Perfect. Anyway, God. <laughs> oh my Shut God! Up. Please, let's move on. How do you feel about pizza as a oh flavor? Oh my God! As a flavor, <laughs> I don't love pizza flavored things because yeah. they're just not good. 
I typically don't either. Like, I don't think the pizza Pringles are great. Yep. I don't mind the pepperoni pizza combos. Sorry, Ooh, I, I like those. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you gotta fuck with them. Pepperoni <laughs> yeah, pizza yeah, yeah. combos. I, I, like, I like the <laughs> yeah, pizza. Yeah, I, I like those. Yeah, okay, but what we have today is we get, this is a pizza flavor, but I was actually pretty impressed by this because the pizza flavor is particularly good. This is Chex Mix Remix Cheesy Pizza. Mm. It's got four different kinds of, of uh, snack mix in there flavored. One of them is particularly good and better than the rest, and I hope you get get one of those. Because it's uh, particularly delicious. I think you got one there. One there. Just crunch it. I up. got the sausage one. Yeah, that's. There's no sausage. It's all cheesy pizza. <laughs> all cheesy pizza. Are you sure that, that that really tastes like sausage? I'm not joking. I think it's just it's just the sauce flavor because Do you want me I to chew into I, the microphone. Yeah, yes, that's the best. No, it's ASMR. No. It's ASMR. Ben yep. loves chewing it. Yep, just like that. No. There you go, sister. Sorry, listener. You get Ugh. us, Sarah. You get Brad and I. <laughs> you you get you get the hell out. I, I think it's because the sauce flavor is much more robust than most pizza flavors on. So you like this. this? I was very impressed by this because I was I was expecting to be like, ah, eh, it's fine. Very impressed by this. But I think it is. A, it's it, actually it, pretty good. I think it captures the pizza sauce it flavor pretty, pretty good particularly well. Yeah. yeah. The the one piece that is my favorite in here is it's uh, you can tell because it's the one that's a little bit more heavily coated. It's a, it's a garlic and herbs checks, and I think that's really what I got what like adds a Cheeto the, kind of thing. Hey, mm-hmm. that? Yeah, it's it's, that's it's, what it's I the same. Yeah, it's Czechs uh, food scientists. That's the great cheese, job. The cheese puff. Yeah, that's good. Good yeah. job. Checks. The Czechs mixed remix cheesy pizza. So thank you for legitimately sending us a check for one thousand dollars to sponsor this episode. Checks mix, we do appreciate you. Yep. And it's you know it's how we keep the lights on. Yeah, it's the only way because Ben doesn't pay his bills otherwise. I do not pay my bills. No. Uh, Brad? Yes. What's the last movie you saw, buddy? Ben, let me ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last movie you saw, I saw was The Creator. Uh, oh, yeah, you said you oh, I want to see that so badly. I went to theaters to say to see it, uh, and it is it's it's pretty dang good. Um, it doesn't necessarily bring anything super new to the table. Uh, if you haven't heard of this, um, it is a new sci-fi movie from uh, Gareth Edwards, who's the director of Rogue One, and it's uh, basically uh, it's set in a future where AI has grown to be like a big part of humanity, and uh, it seems that AI turned against humanity as it does, and there was a as it will a nuclear bomb set off in Los Angeles and ever since then uh, the uh, United States has banned AI but uh, Asia and all the associating countries have have not and so that's kind of like where AI is like right now and now the US has like basically dedicated themselves to eradicating all of AI uh, and so that that's the the driving force for it and that find you find out that there is a what they believe is a new AI weapon that will uh, end the war. They don't necessarily know what it is, but they know that they have it. And John John David Washington is the lead in it, and he finds out that this quote unquote weapon uh, is a uh, a child of AI, basically. And it's the, like the first time that there's been a child who has been made from artificial intelligence. Um, and so it doesn't offer necessarily anything new in the vein of that kind of sci-fi, as far as like AI and robots and stuff like that. But it is very well done, particularly. The production design, uh, the visual effects, the score—it uh, it just movie looks incredible. Denzel Washington, proud of uh, his son's acting in this. As film? well, he should—I mean, he should just be proud of him because he—he he really is a good actor. Um, but he does a good job in this. Oh film. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's great. The one do- thing I, I think that is a detriment to the movie is it doesn't feel like it has quite a strong enough of an emotional core. It's—it's. What's because it's AI. No, it's the the human characters. John David Washington's character, it doesn't give you a lot of time to like connect with him necessarily. It's, there's it's it's hard to do like based on like 
what the plot has to do and stuff like that. And they do they do try, but it's, I wish there was something a little bit more to grab onto there as far as the emotion is concerned. But, gotcha. but I still really enjoyed it. Did no. you have an assignment this week? No, no one gave me any movies to watch. Did you watch any other movies other than your assignment? <laughs> no, I did watch my assigned movie, actually. Uh, but did but, you watch anything else? Yeah, I did. Okay. Would you like me to run one? Yeah, through? let's do that first. Oh. Okay. I'd like you to end with your assignment. Oh. Wow. Oh, got yeah. some directions from Papa Bear over here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we're doing very, we're being very structured here. Um, I watched all four of Wes Anderson's short films that are available on Netflix now. The new ones that just came out uh, last did weekend. Did we review something? Because I, how did I hear about this coming out? I just texted you about it. I know, no, no, but like, no, no, no. How did I? <laughs> it was me. <laughs> how did I not hear yeah, about it? What I said, like, I didn't, I didn't know this was coming out. At yeah, all. it was. So the the first trailer for it came out about two weeks ago, like Netflix usually does. Yeah. And and, it, and I think it's just kind of a lower key thing because it is Netflix and because it's not a full feature. They're not like really pushing it in the same way. Because until you sent something, I had not heard yeah. that they were releasing. So, so he made four short films. They're all independent. They're all based on short stories by Roald Dahl, uh, who wrote Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and uh, Matilda and, and whatnot. Uh, and so it's The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar. And that's the longest one. It's about 40 minutes. And then the other three are The Swan, The Rat Catcher, and The Poison, all of which are around 17, 18 minutes. Uh, and they all have the the same you know visual style you'd expect from Wes Anderson. Um, they're particularly well done. They all star uh, Ray Fiennes, Dev Patel, Rupert Friend, and Ben Kingsley um, in in various roles. They play different characters throughout the different shorts. One of them they even play multiple characters in the same short, which is a lot of fun. Um, and it kind of has the same meta approach because it has Ray Fiennes like as Roald Dahl reading the stories, but then the stories themselves also have a narrator within the story. And the way the stories are presented are as if they are like movie sets that are being put on. Like you see the prop master come in and like hand the actor something or like open a door so that they can go to like the next set or something like that. And so it has that real charm that, you know, which Wes Anderson productions do. So I, I enjoyed all of them. They're, they're fantastic. Um, vi- I know you said they're, they're shorts, but yeah. like how long are they? I literally just said that a second I ago. I literally heard you say I 17 didn't. to 18 minutes. I didn't hear that though. The, the, last, the longest was 40. Yes, correct, Sarah. Thank you for listening to. So 17, 18, and 40. <laughs> 40 minutes is the first one and 17 to 18 minutes for the, the other three. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. How hard was that? I mean, you just should have said it in the podcast. How hard is it to listen, though? Well, you just should have said it, though. You could. I, 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 I wish you would listen on the podcast. I'll hear it on the podcast. You don't even listen to the podcast after it comes <laughs> out. I do not. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I did watch that. I also watched uh, a, a two great horror movies that are completely different from each other. How long are they? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd get ahead of it this time. Is that not? No, no, that was that was good. <laughs> I want you to, to drink yourself into a coma. <laughs> oh, uh, buddy! <laughs> now you and me are talking. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Calling off work tomorrow. <laughs> You're the boss. You can do that, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> why not? He does it every fucking day. Whoa! Uh, I watched this movie called Cobweb, which is just super gnarly, and it's it's like a dark, twisted fairy tale. Uh, it's super creepy. So gnarly is in like gory. No, it's not even. It's not even that gory. It's gnarly, and it's just kind of like just Ew. yeah, like, like cringy. Not cringy, but it's just it's it's kind of it's gross, but without being like like something that came out of a spider's asshole. Yeah, it's funny that you say hmm. spider. I mean, it's called cobweb. That's, uh, and oh what is their God, relation? That was a fucking joke. <laughs> you have to watch the movie to find out. You have to watch the movie to find out. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but no, it is. It's very, very good. It kind of got buried because it came out the same week of Barbenheimer. 
Uh, so Barbie and Oppenheimer totally overshadowed mm-hmm. it, and the studio kind of bailed on really like trying to market it as counter program. And I don't know why they didn't just try and hold on to it for October or something like that because they really just they should have because I, it's it's fantastic. If I, if I on it, to kind of answer that a little bit, I think that oh, you're the head of studio. No, but I think that <laughs> if, if I'm write it down because I don't want to forget. Typically, counter programming is obviously the the one big blockbuster movie, but Oppenheimer and Barbie were so opposite that oh, they yeah, worked yeah. the counter program for each other. So like it's really hard to then be the third option but, there. Well, and that's that, that's the problem is like that's why they should have waited and put sure. it no, put, no, I get put that. it somewhere else. But you know? yeah, but they in that moment of releasing it on that weekend, they're not going to be like, uh, I know that you got this choice or something completely different, but here's also something completely different that that might be hard to do. Like, they that's all I'm saying. They should have done it though. They should have. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but, but quit treating Barbenheimer like it's one thing. But yeah, so Cobweb, I won't give anything away, but basically it focuses on this this family. They live in an old house. Uh, they have a son, and he's a bit of uh, um, a bit of an outcast because uh, he's a spider. Because he's a spider, um, and they call him Spider Boy, <laughs> and they say, "Hey, eight legged freak," and it's it's. <laughs> And the whole movie is just them trying to fit all those legs in some pants. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, they just sit still. Well, and they're poor because they have to buy eight boots for winter. You know? <laughs> no, no, he's not a spider. And he's a spider. He doesn't understand them, so he's um, like, he's not holding still <laughs> at all. Uh, he's he's a kid. Um, his parents are kind of weird, and they're all of a sudden in the middle of the night. He hears tapping uh on the inside wall of his bedroom oh. okay i'm good i'm good uh, i'm good yeah. i'm good I'm don't good. love that i actually have i've seen a trailer for that yeah it's very good um it's it's super scary and the the end has a, a couple great like turns that you're not expecting and it's just it's it's really really good how shit. many actual spiders are in the film there is actually at least one spider in the okay movie. all right oh. okay yeah. okay yeah so there you go and it's um, charlotte from charlotte's <laughs> web uh-huh. uh i also watched skinamarink Okay, the, you're making shit up. I'm not making this up. Uh, so this this movie actually kind of got some buzz earlier this year because it's a uh, it's a very experimental short film. It kind of got a low key release, but people who went to go see it were talking a lot about it. Um, Sounds like something you watch in Cinemax in the '90s. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, you guys are watch That's Skin of a Kink. Midi bong. So it's uh, this is a very experimental uh, horror movie that requires a lot of patience. Um, I I myself not in no no wait wait trust me no I thought wait to tell me the words that I mean I'm not gonna see it Nate this movie's not for you uh, it's. I- you, I, 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 but I want to recommend it because I had the same feeling while I was watching it. It, it was 15 minutes in, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" How, how, what, this is going like, to sound really stupid, but how long is this? It's, it's only you said this is it's short, 100 it's a, minutes. It's about it's about 84 minutes. Okay, yeah. So it, it's it's it a, is a sh- on the shorter yeah. side, but it is, but it requires some patience, and it's a slower burn because of how it's shot. It's not shot in a very conventional way. Uh, there's not really a lot of dialogue. <laughs> it's because one long zoom. The in the first 15 minutes, you don't see anything. So no, but the, there are some. There's some strange static shots and stuff they cut to that you're like what's going on here but so the movie the premise is this uh these two kids who are like uh three and four they they wake up uh their father is gone and for some reason all the windows and doors in the house have disappeared they can't leave the house and then all of a sudden wait hold on not that they're gone meaning they're open they're gone meaning they're they're just the the doors and windows are gone they have become a wall. Wall. Okay. See, but gone meaning that they're just open apertures in the. the no, no, no. Okay. They're like, yeah, they're stuck gotcha, in the house. Gotcha, they gotcha. can't leave. Their father is gone. Uh, the, uh, there's no mother there, and so they're just in the house. And so they're like, 
being kids like they're like all right like like they just like they get cereal and they put on cartoons and they play with legos the way it's shot you don't really ever fully see the kids very often though like you see their feet as they walk around it the camera keeps glancing into like the corners of the the house and like looking at the shadows looking trying to make it creepy yes looking into the darkness of the hallway what i started loving about the movie is it really fills you with this growing sense of dread as if you were a kid and weird Mm. shit was happening on your house like like remember being a kid and like being scared of the dark and like not knowing what was there and then scary shit weird shit starts to happen and it oh, makes Nate, this it, is for you it makes it even not more it. i i it literally got like it, not literally it it got under my skin as it i was literally literally. <laughs> literally it put you under but no i i, I started feeling creeped mm. out by it but i it, it is it is a movie that is not for everybody there's a lot of people who will start watching this and they'll be like fuck this this is stupid like what are they trying you're to do? saying it pays off i think it pays off I, but like but but i'm also the kind of person who like I have patience for those kinds of things, and like so you're better than most people. No, no, but it's I just I just like the way I view stuff is like I I don't I'm not willing to give up on something immediately, you know. Like I'm willing to let it like let which kind of figure out what it becomes. Your friendship with Ben, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving up on this tugboat. <laughs> that is my nickname. <laughs> so yeah, Skin of Marink. Uh, it is on Hulu. If you dare, uh, just just be aware that it is a slow burn. Is and, it part of Huluween? And it, uh, yeah, it is technically. Okay. Um, it will it will require some patience. Um, right. But yeah, Skin of Marink. It's on. It's on the. What Hulu. was your assigned film? My assigned film uh, created a little bit of a stir in old Brad's head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, what are you being visited by these ghost three? <laughs> ben assigned me Desperado, uh, which is oh. a Robert Rodriguez film from 1995 that stars Antonio Banderas uh, as this assassin. One of my favorites. Uh, he's he's out for blood uh, because some uh, drug cartel uh, head killed the woman that he loved. So now he's out to try and find him and uh, take out his, his vengeance. He carries around a guitar case. Inside that guitar case are a bunch of guns. And he's a badass. Because it's a Robert Rodriguez movie, the action is over the top uh, and very- Very bombastic. Very bombastic. But it's, it is a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun. This is the kind of action movie that I really like when it's done in such a way. Um, Antonio Banderas, great in it. Uh, I'm going to say something controversial here. That Selma Hayek is- uh, super, super attractive. <laughs> <laughs> like a bad actress. Like, super, super attractive. Uh, she is. She is just uh, breaking news. Breaking news, <laughs> everyone. Yeah. For, for, and honestly, for the past forty years, yeah. Still, she's honestly, still rocking today. It. Yeah. She's amazing. Still, it's yeah. not fair. If you're not following yeah. her Instagram, you're missing out. Calm down. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Heart. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. But it, <laughs> but, uh, no, oh my no, god! Know what I mean? Know what I'm talking about? Wow. No, that sounded a little desperado. Know, yeah. <laughs> desperado. No. Uh, but no. So the reason that this called a bit, a bit of a stir for me is because uh, it is part of a trilogy, and it began with a movie called El Mariachi, which is the, it's the first movie. It does introduce this character. It's the same character Antonio Banderas plays, but uh, it was not like a big movie or anything like that. They didn't make Desperado because El Mariachi was this big hit. Robert Rodriguez just wanted to continue telling the story uh and desperado was kind of what got the attention and that ended up getting once upon a time in mexico made sometime later which is a lot bigger has a bigger ensemble cast really leans into the and honestly isn't isn't to me is not as good as desperado desperado is the movie 
So I now that I have seen this, and uh, I did know what it was because I, I found out later, but I, I saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico in theaters when I was in, in high school, uh, not really knowing much sure. about it. And so I, I hated it because I was like, this is Doesn't really fucking make lot, stupid. Yeah. yeah, what's going on? Like, and so uh, I want to go and watch it now, now that I have like a better relationship with like the dynamic and the characters. The conversation that, that Brad and I had was, well, if I'm going to watch Desperado, I'm gonna, I don't want to watch that. First. I want to watch El Mariachi first. And I pushed back and said, I, I don't really think you should because it, 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 there's nothing about El Mariachi that you need to know going into Desperado because right. that's not how they shot it. He made Desperado not, as, again, not as this literal continuation of this of this movie. Yeah. It's a continuation of the character and, and things like yeah. that. But that's the movie to start with, I would say. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Steve Buscemi uh, is is great in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Salma Hayek is great in it. You know, it's just, it's got a solid cast. Quentin Tarantino makes an, uh, an appearance as well. And uh, yeah, just bloody, you know, crazy action. Good stuff. Lot, lots of gunfights. Yeah. Yeah. Had, well, had a good time. Very well done. A good time. Have you seen Desperado, Sarah? I have. And what do you think about it? I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Are you going to watch it again? I probably will, just because I forgot about that movie. Yeah, you should go watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Good conversation. Great. Sarah, <laughs> what's the last movie you saw? Uh, that I personally wanted to see, or no, the last that you were forced and, to watch? <laughs> Little Mermaid was Gun to your yeah. head. The which, little, the, which one? The original. Good. Good girl. Um, <laughs> Good girl. Although I did, no, Jesus I, Christ, that's so bad. She's got to raise so her kids weird. right. So got to raise her kids right. And I know it's a like, good girl. It sounds so <laughs> fucking weird. It's a nice girl. <laughs> it should be. It should be stated that Sarah and Brad are really good friends, so that's why this is okay. Otherwise, it's my friend that Brad doesn't know. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> gonna, I know you uh, love the original Little Mermaid, so I, I assumed as much. But I wanted to yeah. make sure because the new but, one just came out on Disney Plus not too long ago. We have seen it multiple times. See, there you and go. I took my two oldest to see it in theaters. I, so you, and obviously, you love the original. Yes. What did you think of the new one? I loved it. I. I it's not the same, yeah. but it, I didn't go into it thinking that. It's not like when they remade Beauty and the Beast, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Whoa. I'll never get over it. Oh, my gosh. Emma right. Watson cannot sing. She is garbage with her voice. And she's not a, a singer. Well, well then how coin. can yeah, you- Yeah, why I cast just, her, then? I know. Because she's Emma Watson. So I was cool. really pleased- um, with this, because well, yeah, like, she can sing. Oh my god, my god, can she her, sing. her career started as a singer. So yes, Hallie, so, Hallie Bailey. Hallie Bailey. Yes, yeah. um, and she's a phenomenal singer. So I think that's what made it. Was and I haven't seen it. So was Melissa McCarthy really fun as Ursula? Yeah, no, she I thought, wasn't bad at all. I was a little worried about it, but I I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, no, I really liked. I, I think the actually I really the only thing I'm like eh, about was. Um, I can't think of his name right now. King Triton. Yeah. Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem. Yes. Yeah, he didn't really bring anything to that role. <laughs> no, it was just weird. Yeah, I agree. Also, aren't all of his daughters like different races too? Yes. Yeah. Well, he just fucks around. <laughs> oh, I think the way they're trying to like frame it because, no, I mean, like that's what I thought too. Yeah. He would have tried dent But I think the way they say it is like there's daughters of the sea, uh-huh. right? So yeah, it's like, like each ocean. Oh, so like, like they're adopted. No, I think the I think way I see it is like go with it. I think they're all the way I'm viewing it is like they're all like they're all the queens of their seas, but he's like the oh head, okay the head bitch. So he's like he's like the king, and they're like they run their own little kingdom. Yes. Yeah, like this is the queen of the Indian Ocean. This is the queen yes. of like you know okay. But you still have to have a man in charge. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Of Women cannot figure it out. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Not us. Thank God. You heard it here said. first. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how have you felt about the other Disney Patriarchy. live action remakes? Oh, well, I hated Beauty and the Beast. Right. <laughs> um, 
Oh, was it? Did you see Lion King? I. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird response. (laughs) Because I couldn't stop laughing. So no, I couldn't finish it. Because just the animals talking is. I couldn't do it. Either. It was yeah. too much. I never saw it's, it. It's it's they they look it's too much. They look way too realistic to be Don't, talking. Can't do it. Yeah. Yep. No, I didn't like that because that's how it was kind of like with flounder. Then, yep. with, it, yeah, I didn't like. Flounder. It was just it was weird. So did they just hit real lines and put peanut butter in their mouth? How they get them to talk? They're don't, don't respond, don't, yeah, Sarah. Don't you take don't that bait? Take don't it. you take that stupid bait? Well, so I haven't it, seen it. He'll do it at least twenty times. This I haven't. Se- what the fuck? I haven't seen it. <laughs> what they do? They get a real beast and train him to dance. Is it like hot train? to trot where they put peanut butter? Oh, in no, like these Mr. Ed? are Disney animals, so they actually talk. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. I've been to the Animal Kingdom. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I was actually just talking to uh, my hey, my fiance hey, Brittany. Fuck you, fuck you, Brad. I got engaged, but I didn't text my friend Sarah my, my, about it. My fancy, my fancy, I didn't text anybody about it. Mm-hmm. We let people find out. Deal, ah, deal fast. Oh, we're so cool. Oh my God. So Wait, a second. Wait a second. I didn't tell anyone. You didn't tell anybody. Okay, okay but yeah. we have a thread and we're like, come on. So you did text some That's people. That's okay, I'm trash. Well, yeah. <laughs> he did say that out loud. Yeah. I said, I said, hey, I, don't tell Sarah. She's trash. I, I, <laughs> we're telling people. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if you had said that sentence out loud ever. <laughs> that's, that's, that is a good point. I said, uh, uh, you should come on the podcast. We'll surprise Brad. He thinks you're trash. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Brad would probably call me a hussy. <laughs> that is true. I do love calling Sarah a hussy. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just saying. It's, it's a, he's a real garbage person. Is yeah. But, but no, I, I was talking to Brittany about um, the live action Disney remakes, and we think that the only re- real good one has been Cinderella actually because like Cinderella. they yeah they did a pretty good job updating the story and like it looks gorgeous and so Kenneth Branagh I think did a good job with that. You didn't like Little Mermaid? I haven't watched it yet actually. Oh. I haven't. I, I, I've yet is to see the, it. Is the change in Cinderella that he actually remembers her face? No, it's still it all about. Does it still, need just a shoe? It, to is, be like, it is still all about fetish. her feet. It's yeah. so weird. In like, fact, there are several sustained close-ups of her feet. It's crazy to me that that story is that story. And right? Brad like, knows. I don't remember what she looks like, of course. So let's just see the this. Well, back bits. then, people's memories weren't so great. Clearly, there was a lot of inbreeding. It's so weird. <laughs> oh goodness. So do you? <sighs> so you have kids. Yep. What are some of the things? <laughs> what are the things what? that you are like repeatedly watching that you like make you want to blow your brains out? Um, I will say, Little Mermaid is. It's getting up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my daughter, my the middle one, like she is so obsessed with singing and everything, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but like. Yeah, you, t- gotta, you gotta stomp that out right now. <laughs> but there, today, like, so we have, um, well, on the couch, we'll just say it because there's multiple places where she does this, but she hides like underneath the couch. And then she'll, you'll just hear, watch and you'll see. And then she pops up, someday I'll be part of your watch and she's, screen. And she's, she's not even three. No, she's uh, not even three. Yeah, see, that's that's adorable. She's um, got full theatricality already. Oh, yeah. yeah but it, so it's but that's nonstop. Frozen. Yeah, of course. Um, I do the same thing, though, uh, at, at my house. Yeah, but he does it with Eminem songs. Knock knock, let the devil in. <laughs> wow, those are two. I mean, they like. I mean, they like Bluey. Like there are things that oh, I've heard Bluey no. is good. I lied. Nah. Oh no, oh, there boy, is, there is this YouTube. The, this kid on YouTube. Uh oh. There's two of them. One is Roma and Diana, and they are from. Uh, where are they from? Ukraine. Okay. But then they made a shit ton of money and now they live in California. Okay. And the American dream. What? It's the American dream. Yes. And, and it's great for them. But so she became like a pop singer for a child. Um, 
And she has this song. How, how old are they? Um, are they? It like starts with like it starts when she's like three, and now she's oh, probably wow. ten. Like oh, so, like wow. they have made their Crazy. lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow! But their her song, she's like, "I'm a little princess." Hey, hello, and, they <laughs> <see it. laughs> and I can't stand it. And then there's I also do that at my house though. Yes, <laughs> I'm a little princess. Hey, hello. hello. <laughs> That's what the song is. And then there's another Yours little girl. A Yakov They don't have that it's like much a little of the five-ish hug. wrinkle in there. Yeah. In America, couch. It on you. <laughs> then the other one's she's called like Nastia. Um, again, n- little girl. Like Getting into a lot of Russians, are you? Yes. <laughs> so and her if, song if, is if, she's like, I'm little angel. Hey, ben, ben, I'm ben, little angel. But there's a movie you like to watch called Like Nastia too. Isn't <laughs> yeah, there? and honestly, it stars a lot of Russian women. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are probably actually the top two that I'm like, oh my god. But I will I will okay. say like you know your kids are very young like under all of them are under five yeah so they're not searching out this stuff on YouTube by themselves so you're putting on Russian <laughs> no. YouTubers for, them? No, for so some how, reason wait no, why is the algorithm bringing that up for them <laughs> it's not I don't even know how we you found. like little girl from Russia no, you're another little girl from was Russia was the election <laughs> stolen or not Diana has like her whole line of toys at Target like oh okay. It, it, she's but she's like for little kids like they okay are like we bring in next uh, praise the oligarchy bring in next <laughs> my 11 year old will watch way more youtube than they'll watch anything else yes like yeah, YouTube, kids love every, youtube these yep, days it's yep. crazy their attention span with their yeah. mr Beasts. i have uh so my uh the guy who created slash film he, he doesn't he's not with slash film anymore but uh peter serretta R.I.P. and his girlfriend <laughs> he's not dead <laughs> oh sorry Peter and his girlfriend Kitra, they started a YouTube channel called Ordinary Adventures because they were going to theme parks all the time. And then they started doing videos covering all the new stuff and like rides and food and all that stuff. And I have so many of like uh, my friends who have kids who like watch, have discovered the channel just organically. And they're like, oh, we want, we know Peter now because we watch all their, you know, theme park channels and they love it. And they use those videos to plan their trips to Disneyland and Universal Studios and all that. So, That's cool. Yeah. If you haven't, you should check it out because I bet you they'll help figure out all your problems. Nice plug, Brad. Well, yeah, there you go. Ordinary <laughs> Adventures. Ordinary Adventures with Peter and... Kitra. 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 Yeah. So Do you place. like Disney World? Come through. <laughs> my little angel. Hey! <laughs> my, my little angel. Hey! Nate, what's the last Nate movie you Ford. saw? Nate Ford Omen. Uh, last movie I saw was a film that was just released this weekend called Totally Killer. Oh. Um, I think it's on Hulu, maybe? I think it's Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's like Scream meets Back to the Future. I think, did we talk about that trailer on this podcast? No, we did not. Okay, maybe we shared it in our text. Yeah, we did because- We did because then Brad said you should yep. watch The Final Girls. Yeah, yeah which, which I've, I've heard is- Not yet. But, and you should because I've heard that it is better because I have not heard a lot of good things about Totally Killer. What do you think? I- it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't great. Um, I mean, I was actually a little surprised at the Rotten Tomato score because it is pretty high. What is it? Ninety nine percent. Wait, what's it about? Yeah, exactly. Well, what is the movie? Yeah, so the the, the movie's about do um, it like Yakov Shmirnov. I, I don't do a good Yakov. We'll cut that. Let's just cut that. You, you want to get my wink? You, you didn't hear my wink. Some stuff I'm just like Pastor Nate said. What? <laughs> That's what we should do. We just, we just start taking a little clip. A new Pastor thing. Nate said, what? <laughs> I don't do a good yak off. Hey! This is really good. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so oh. clever. That's pretty good. <laughs> I need to know if you like really thought about that on the spot or as soon as oh, I, I started I talking about Russian children. No, I, I, I winked at him, but he wasn't looking I, at me. Like, I, 
I swear to God, I just took my glasses off like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. And I look over, I can't see if you're winking. I, I was winking. Yeah. I didn't see it. Is <laughs> your eyesight that bad? It's terrible. <laughs> I'm literally sitting five feet away from him. Yeah. Who are you, people? Oh, my uh, God. Anyway, Nate. So, Tony Killer is about... Oh. So it, it like I said, it's it's literally Back to the Future meets Scream. So yeah. uh, Julie Bowen plays this mom who has her friends murdered at a you know like there, there's this town murder mm-hmm. um, that happens thirty years before, and she teaches her daughter who is played by Kieran 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 Shipka yeah, yeah Shipka Sabrina the teenage um, oh like self defense and everything because she's so paranoid and worried about this thing right mm-hmm. well. All of a sudden, the killer comes back, mm. all right, Ooh. and kills somebody close to Kieran and Shipka, mm-hmm. which is bad. Uh, her mom. Um, oh. So, spoilers. Then she has a friend. Ooh, I like revenge movies. Kieran and Shipka has a friend that is inventing a time machine. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> As is tradition. Uh, <laughs> As I say it out loud, you the guys. premise does sound a little silly. <laughs> Go on, Nate. First of all, Brad, Sarah, shut up. <laughs> Go on. I'm in. And um, at th- at the point though, the killer, who wears a mask, like Scream, um, finds Kieran and Shipka, and she he, and he's gonna kill her. But then she runs into the time machine, which we don't know if it works or not. But it does. But here's oh. the here's the thing, and it, it does. sends it back to 1980. Yeah, before the kill- yeah, killing originally killings happened. So she meets her mom, all these kind of things, and then you go on a. You know, yeah. figure out who who this the is. Definitely was. very much uh, on par with Final Girls, and you should watch Final Girls because it's fantastic. Okay. It was fine. Yeah, it wasn't great. All right, fair enough. What else did you watch? Uh, I was assigned a film that I have only watched about a third of. Oh, oh yikes! Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. War of the World. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, to be fair, he's he, you've only had all week to watch it. Yeah, he, my, I gave my you mom re- died. <gasps> that's not even. Oh, true. shut yeah. the fuck up! That's yes, not she even. did. Well, yeah, but when not you were recently. Like Twelve. It was nineteen ninety-seven. Not that she <laughs> died. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Sarah, this like honestly, like, I had Jesus Sarah guys. on my side for a second though. Oh, for like one second, she's like, "You guys need to be." Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if we were like, "We're like, are you fucking kidding me? You should watch a movie." <laughs> Nate. I was like, "Why are you here?" Yeah, like, the funeral. The funeral was Tuesday. Uh, my mom died. <laughs> yeah, all right? I got a time traveling slasher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I haven't finished it, so I don't want to talk about it yet. But I will talk about it next podcast. Okay, I, 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 I actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's things I want to say. Don't when don't Sarah's no. not here. Uh, it's just me. <laughs> next next week, you guys, I don't know just about you guys, but me. Sarah's being a real bitch to me. <laughs> you just me. I, mean, I don't know if you guys told. I told her my mom died. She didn't care. I don't know. And Brad called her a good girl. She didn't say thank you. <laughs> All uh, right, so your assignment is so in, that's it. Did you watch anything else? It's War of the Worlds. Uh, no, I didn't. No, no, okay. okay. I've been busy. Uh, ben? I got a job and stuff. Uh, what's the, what, what did you watch, Ben? Uh, so I watched uh, I watched a couple of things. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Blue Beetle. Okay. Hey, what did you think? It was it was good. The second part Susan Sarandon is terrible though, isn't she? Susan Sarandon is the worst part of that movie by far. She's she's. It would have been a much better movie without her. I mean, like in just this re- just in this particular movie, no, she's just like awful. you hate Susan Sarandon. <laughs> no, I don't no, hate no, Susan. Sarandon. No, I I genuinely don't like Susan okay. Sarandon. She's just not she's, a good actress. She's whatever. But uh, that's that's a little far. Nope, I think. Not, I'm going there. She's, wow, she's Brad took that personally. <laughs> I know he did. He did. No, no, because she. But she he is a part of her fan club. I do love her fan club. They have a lot of good swag. 
the, uh, the Serendonians? Yeah. Um, I mean, Thelma and Louise is fantastic. Um, she's good in that. She, she was basically reading off cue cards of this movie. It yeah, was, that's what I'm saying. She's really bad. so okay. awful. She's good awful, in Stepmom. Yeah, no, but she is terrible in this movie. Like, awful. Just, okay. Yeah. But the overall, no, it's it's since, it, since 1998 has she done a good film. So after your mom died, I'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little fresh there, all right. She's a, it's still a little fresh. She plays for me. Rick's therapist on Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, no, in, in an animated role, she does great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where she can <laughs> keep on repeating the lines, and where you over can't see her facial expressions delivering the lines. Yeah, I don't see Tim Robbins complaining. And honestly, uh, I mean, that they divorced, therapist, right? That therapist that he that she plays on, <laughs> on Rick and Morty is so meant to be so boring. Oh, of course, <laughs> so uh, she plays right into it. So, so you liked Blue Beetle for the most part. I did for the most part. I did. Uh, I I don't so like the scene. There's a scene where they're dropping him off to, for a job interview. The whole family drops him off, and it's like mom, dad, sister, uncle, whatever his name is, and they're so crazy and and over the top and they're yelling at him and anybody who will listen like good luck don't fuck it up type stuff i mean they're just really crazy and i'm going dad i just is so bad like i don't i didn't like that part of it i, I think I, that that, that from what i understand that's not too dissimilar to a lot of immigrant yeah families. that's, a, that's like, actually that's actually a big part of the charm is that, is that the a lot of mexican families are actually that supportive of no no their that's members that's and, not, again that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about oh you're only mexicans in general shut up <laughs> I'm talking about the, like I'm thinking about it because I'm trying to get into the universe. I'm trying to get into the like you know any movie you watch, you want to you want to believe this is really what's happening in the real world. Yeah, that would be a terrible thing for them to do in front of his maybe well, future coworkers. Point, I think I think yeah, I know, but like they're, they're a bad a family. Of- then don't do that. You're going to cost him the job before he even gets it. Like you can be supportive, of course, but like that's crazy. At it, that's just but way over the top. Brad, I think that it's a trope for a good reason, right? Yeah, Mexican families tend to be overbearing, right? Yeah, so, and, like, they, and they 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 tend not. to... So was that meant to be a bad thing then? Because it was a, a bad. No, thing. it's not a bad thing. It, it is an it authentic is, thing. Yeah, it's supposed to be embarrassing for him because that is. But it is something that d- it is. It is a part of like that culture of like. Mexican families tend to not often really care about how they perceive how boundaries, how they right? how they show affection. Yeah, boundaries especially. It's like they're very much involved in their kids' lives. And honestly, a lot of times, most of the kids don't care. At least if they're not Americanized. But Americanized kids definitely start like to Brad. feel feel smothered. Yeah, I'm smothered by my whole Mexican family. No, <laughs> uh, but no, it's and, and so like, yeah, yeah, that it, it's it is meant to be bad, quote unquote, to a point. But it is supposed to be also an authentic portrayal of like what they. I, I just life. find it yeah. hard to believe that they would not have the read the room situation. Like, oh, maybe cost maybe a job. slightly like, absurd weird. in that, but yeah, like, absolutely. like, but I think it's supposed to kind of visualize what a lot. Of- I, I, I guess I was just thinking that, like, in the real world, you know, they would know in that in that specific moment to to not do that to because it could actually cost him the position that he's applying for. It no. just seemed really there's over a the lack. Top. There's definitely a lack of awareness when it comes to that kind of thing. Fair enough. And I know you're not super familiar with like your parents being supportive of you. Oh God, like, no. Totally no, 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 <laughs> no. My dad would be like, so you didn't get it? Yeah. Yeah, I called him, told him not to hire him. <laughs> yeah, they called for a reference, and I was like, eh, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds they, like a They bad find idea. that marijuana cigarette I found when you were fifteen. <laughs> uh, no, so, but no. Overall, I liked the movie. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was seven and a half out of ten. Like it was, it was, it was yeah, above. Right. It was like better than a lot of Marvel movies. Uh, better than most DC. Did you like it more than the Flash? I liked it. I think I liked there was it either, there ten was times better. more than anything with the chronosphere bowl thing. Yeah, that's fair. And but but it wasn't as good as the good parts of the Flash. Okay. Um, uh, I watched that. I, I'm trying to think what else I did. Did you watch your assigned movie I did. from last week? I did. I think, and we might have talked about it last. week. We might have just glossed over it last week a little bit. I did watch it though. We did. 
We didn't talk about it last week. What was it? I had my uh, well, I had what my list, it? and I think that it was on that list. I don't think it was. What were you saying? I don't remember. You, you gave me Easy A. Yeah, and I did watch it in no, preparation for no, no, Brandon. I did watch it in preparation for last. I had seen it. Yeah. I want to be very clear. I did my job. Yeah, we just didn't talk about it. But I had I had seen it on time, and I really loved it. Honestly, yeah. I, uh, Stanley Tucci is, if he could recreate that role, and I would watch that in every movie. Oh yeah, like it's so Easy such A, a great is the movie. Character. Uh, where uh, Emma Stone plays a high school student who uh, basically the Scarlet Letter kind of comes to life uh, where she is uh, uh, she didn't actually have sex with uh, somebody that was at college but she says to her best friend who was kind of goading her I bet you you totally did didn't you so to make her drop it she's yeah I had sex with them fine where she really didn't but that's the moment that changes her entire life because now the entire school thinks that she's done it and then other boys, like a, a gay kid, says, can you say that we had sex so that I'm not bullied? So she feels better. So she says yes. So then it turns into all these people are paying her to say that they did stuff just so they're not nerds. But she is now a whore in the eyes of literally everyone. But her parents are dealing with it the best way a parent should, which is, do you need help with anything? No, I don't. And it's, okay, just let us know what you do. But Stanley Tucci is in fucking credible as the dad he's wonderful they have an adopted uh, uh child uh who is african-american and it was it's so there must have been an outtake that they kept in because stanley tucci is sitting at the breakfast table or the, sorry, the dinner table with this i want to say he's probably seven maybe eight and he's got a piece of asparagus like a cigarette and it just cuts to those two characters interacting and the dad asks his adopted son he goes so where are you from originally? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so, and I guarantee you it was an ad lib. And they kept the, it. Because the, so, la- the kid laughs yeah, too. Yeah. It's so good. And he does stuff like that all the time in this film. Patricia Clarkson plays the mother and she's oh, also she's fantastic yeah. as well. The, the acting in this movie elevates it. Yeah. Because this could be a very simple premise that Thomas Hayden Church is a lot of fun Oh too. my God. He's there, uh, um, Lisa Kudrow. What's, um, Lisa Kudrow. You're right. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow is fantastic. So anyway, the supporting cast is fantastic. Everybody's good in this. Very, 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 very good. Okay, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Be, 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 be good. Um, I also watched, uh, you know, I'm only like halfway through the Equalizer 3, so I'll let that one sit. Oh, okay. okay. Um, what else just came out on on uh, on uh, for to, to purchase on, on the DVD? Because mm. I just watched, it was Blue Beetle and something else, and I watched it. I know you watched Barbie. I did watch Barbie. We talked about it last time. We talked week. about yeah. it last time. Yeah, but I don't remember what else you watched. You, didn't, you must not have said anything about it to us. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's probably sh- Equalizer 3. No, it was Blue Beetle and something else. I'll talk about it next time. So my side movie this time uh, was The Weatherman. My, my you guys friend. like that I get, give you guys sad movies? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know that I wanted to try to be depressed because I, I was kept waiting for him to, you know. It's just the inner part of me working out in film. I'm like, is this movie going to turn into Falling Down where he just has had enough? <laughs> so so <laughs> Nicolas Cage plays a piece of shit who's just a sad sack and it never gets better. No, yeah, yeah it just ends sad. It just ends sad. Yeah, he's great. a bad father. He's a bad husband, ex husband. He has a meaningless existence as a job, but he knows he's meaningless because the weatherman doesn't really do anything. But he gets paid for like two hours a day. He does the weather. Okay, who cares? He's not depressed enough to do anything about it, so he's definitely not going to kill himself. But he's also just he's just floating through life, on, 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 kind of like it's just like all of us. Uh, no, not like all of us <laughs> at all. He's oh, Nate, a, are you okay, buddy? Yeah, buddy. If this it's is how hard, you feel, a hard, it's a hard season. Yeah, but you're, you know, come on. 
<laughs> you provide so much value to so many people. This guy provides nothing. <laughs> Did you think at the at the end it might end a little happy, like that maybe I him thought... and his wife might get back to? No, I never thought that. Okay, because the wife character was smart enough to not take him back whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But th- I mean, his his like ten year old or eleven year old daughter is like smoking cigarettes and wants to kill animals, and <laughs> he's just like. Just, just wait. He finds Sarah, the cigarettes. Happen. <laughs> he finds the cigarettes in like her purse, and he says nothing about it. He's like that kind of. It's like what? The, what is? What is this guy? So you don't like Gore, Gore Verbinski films, huh? Well, I I don't know what else has he done. The I, first I, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, it was great. The second Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> That's movie. a little good. only Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I think. And then and then a very and then he's like, you know what? Here's my penance. I'm gonna make the Weatherman with Nicholas Cage. Uh, and now he Nicholas also Cage, directed The Ring. You guys like The Ring? Nicholas Cage like does a, a, do a like very that. good job of of playing this sad set. That, that's what I actually liked about it is what I like about the film is it's acted really well. No, like, it, it, you good. do get really depressed watching it because it's like this is just really good. Also, there's one uh, there's one boob. Oh, so that was kind of just nice. one. Just one. <laughs> only there's a sex scene where he's uh, having sexual as Abraham Lincoln. Because he plays that uh, for like a local whatever, yeah. And there's like a beer maiden who is very uh, buck, buxom beer, beer maiden, yeah. and and they're having sex in the hotel room, and his head is banging against. So even his pleasure, it's meant to be like even your pleasurable moments are not pleasurable, but because he won't say anything about his head being hit against, and he's getting a concussion because he's getting hit railed over and over again. But then one of her boob pops out, and he's like, huh, all right, <laughs> all right. But but what about Michael Caine? Michael Caine gives a very understated performance, <laughs> and honestly, it's. It's not very Michael Caine. Yeah, it is. It really it's is. very just kind of rote and but that's how he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's a he's a very standoffish, very successful father. When the biggest compliment his father gives Nicolas Cage's character in this film is when Nicolas Cage is he's the Chicago weatherman. He's up for a New York position with uh Bryant Gumble and he gets it. He gets the job. And then his father is in the car with him and says, "Oh well, uh, that, that's that's a great salary with that. That's a, a, a he says it's a, a very a very American success because he's British, and so he he can't even give him that that's a yeah. success good job. Yeah. He has to label it and 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 classify it. That's a very American success. Damn. Yeah, but so could, didn't you feel like Nicolas Cage? The thing he wanted, he never could get. Of course, he wanted to be uh, he wanted to be his dad. Yeah, he just wanted to be his dad, and he could never do I it. I see why you gave me this film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you notice there was a cameo with Tom Skilling in there? Local uh, weather celebrity Tom oh, Skilling no, from I did WGN. Not see that. No, He's no. in there. Yep. I think the it. best part about this is as a as a Chicago weatherman, he keeps getting hit with fast food in public. People throw Wendy's, <laughs> Frosties, and McDonald's, and they apple pies at him, and he gets hit. And he try the funniest part about this entire movie. The best part about this entire movie is when he tries to explain that to people. Like his dad goes, "Like, what's a frosty?" He's like, "What's well, like a shake from Wendy's?" He's like, and, "And why would people throw that at you though? It just happens because they see me on TV. But but you just do the weather. Like they don't <laughs> understand why it would be a thing, and it, and it happens." multiple times <laughs> and it's part it's kind of like the b story of the film and it's really fun other than that though i don't know why you would want to watch this film unless you really want to be depressed i watch it a lot <laughs> <laughs> do you prefer the weatherman or the family man the family man but it's yeah. too christmasy yeah i can't give it to yeah, you yeah, the, fa- the family man of course is what you yeah he hasn't seen that one he'll be, I have that one I have seen that he'll be getting that one too it's directed by one of your favorite filmmakers uh john favreau no brett ratner <laughs> you're such an <laughs> asshole <laughs> Uh, well, that's it, everybody. We talked about all the movies, and uh, that's is that, it. Is that all you saw? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to remember it, and I'll text you later. Be like, oh, I forgot about this one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brad. 
Yes. What time do you think it is right now? Well, I, I know it's about time to talk about some trailers, and I know that that means our, our, our good buddy Ben has been cooking up a new tune for the old no. podcast. Yes. I saw him over there earlier. He was rubbing his hands together like he had a hand warmer. Like he was really just cooking up something Sarah, tasty for would us. Would you love to hear Ben sing a song right now? Oh, I would absolutely love it. I think that's why he took his glasses off because mm-hmm. I feel like as a singer, I understand sometimes you just need that. Sarah, um, would it mean a lot to you if you, he sang a song right now? I can't tell you how much this would mean for me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> They've fallen on hard times lately. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but this would actually bring them the hope they need. Yes. Yeah. People just want to feel something, Ben. Yeah. I, I'm just too, I'm too depressed after watching The Weatherman. I just can't. You can do it. I can't feel. No, I believe in you. Yeah. Sarah does too. Brad doesn't. <laughs> oh, I do this every week and I'm not doing it. They make me sing a song every week. It's not fair. They never have to sing. So why are you being a bitch about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sing, Sarah, you sing a song then if it's that easy. It's not. What do you want me to sing about? So what we what we, what we normally do is we you'll we basically just improvise, usually using a song that already exists. What you say we? But make it but, but make it about watching movie trailers. So uh-huh. like you could just pick any song and like just replace the lyrics like ever so slightly so that it's about uh-huh. watching movie trailers. You know. So why can't you do that? So this is what you yeah, do no, every week. So why question. is this why week different? I, no, I don't do it every week. I he, hate this. Because like, I, I make up songs every it. time for like my kids. I for bath. Let's so. go take a bath. I said, let's go take a bath. Yeah, yeah see, see, that's good. for some reason. See, Sarah's he, so much more he talented. Gets, he so he does. He used to do improv all the time. Yeah, not musical improv. But he yeah he can't do musical mm. improv. He can't make up songs. It gives him anxiety. He gets sweaty, more sweaty than he I'm normally does. Sweating right and now. And really angry. I don't know if you can tell that his anger is getting higher and higher as we go. That means it's going to be like a really great emotional song. Oh Maybe God, slightly Sarah, emo. So <laughs> Honestly, take that, take it, yep. own it, receive it, create from it, yep. Gosh, and then bring it out to the world. Give it as a gift. <laughs> that's beautiful. That'll inspire you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Give it as a gift to the world. So who's doing the song? You are. Mm-hmm. You are. His mom died. His dad died. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, babe. This yeah. is you. Yep. Only people with two parents can sing a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have two parents? Yeah, but she's the guest. Yeah, I'm the guest. And she did s- just sing a song. I did sing song. a song. Yeah, she made about a song about bath time. Sing a song <laughs> about movies. Right, Do the movie dance. <laughs> Do the movie <laughs> ben, we were t- ben, we were talking about Little Mermaid. Don't you want to do a song from Little Mermaid? Oh. I don't even know what a song from Mermaid. Or just create a song, Sarah, about Ben being a bitch, because that was kind of fun. Oh, my God. What? But she said, why, why are you being a little bitch? You were being a bitch. You are being a bitch. Don't. Be a bitch. <laughs> no one likes a bitch. His name's been Conowitz. <laughs> and he's being a real little bitch. <laughs> look at these trailers. Don't they look neat? Don't you think this song makes the podcast complete? <gasps> when I think of Brad, I know he loves feet. <laughs> oh, see, he doesn't even know what the melody of the song is. It's terrible. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to watch trailers? Trailers that have everything. everything. Fucking idiot. It's not that yeah. hard. It's exactly. For you. It's fucking Jesus good Christ. job. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I just, yeah, if it's that easy, just fucking do it next time. <laughs> Part of your <laughs> movies. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the movie trailers we watched. We watched a trailer for... Uh, Nate, I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking woke up right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncomfortable. My eyes are watering. Are you I'm sweating. Are you feeling I don't clumped? like this. I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Easy, Brenda. <laughs> my watch just told me that my heart rate is going too high. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Let's talk about some movie trailers. <laughs> okay, we don't care. We, wa- 
<laughs> we watched the trailer for The Beekeeper, which is a new action movie starring Jason Statham. It sounds like a Saturday Night Live sketch, but it's not. It's better. It's so much better. It looks so good. I am so excited for this movie. This movie is exactly Ben Conowitz. Mm-hmm. If it's parked in the Ben Conowitz alley, like it's so far up my alley, I can feel it in the back of my throat. Ugh. I just feel like that got rapey. Yeah. <laughs> it, it always does. It always does. It turned into a real in salty right, looker situation. In the Don't right know. way, Sarah. In the right way. Uh, anyway, this stars Jason Statham. I be keeping hard when I think about this film. <sighs> this movie stars Jason Statham as he's just a nice beekeeper. He, help, he helps take care of the bees at Felicia Rashad's house. <laughs> Who's uh, Claire Huxtable, for yeah. those of you that don't know. Uh, but Felicia Rashad, uh, she gets caught up in a fishing scheme, and it gets her money totally stolen from her, and it makes her sad, and she kills herself. And, and that happens in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason <laughs> for like 20 seconds. Yeah, they're like, the you know what? We, we don't, we, this is not a spoiler. Yeah. We just need you to know why he's pissed off. And so Jason Statham's like, oh, I'm not fucking selling for this. And so Oi, goes to, this shit. Goes Oi. to find out where this fishing scheme headquarters is, shows up and douses it in gasoline and uh, stirs up some shit. And it turns out it's part of a much bigger conspiracy danger scheme situation. But <laughs> wait, 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 one more time. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but that's not all because Jason Statham is not not only a beekeeper he's a beekeeper. in the beekeeping sense of the word he is a secret beekeeper which is like basically an underground secret stealthy government agency where they call him in when the law is just not cutting it when johnny law doesn't do his job and there's a scene in the trailer where like we have laws for this and then when they fail you call me. <laughs> you call me. Yep. And, and Ben literally got so excited. I was, honestly, I put a pillow over my lap. There's I a did, moment, I had to. There's a moment when a woman is firing uh, basically like a chain gun from the back of a pickup truck it, at a gas a, station. It's a chain gun. It's a minigun. It's um, like the T2 yeah, well, minigun. Yeah, we're clearly chain gun gun's people. kind of like a minigun. Calm down. It's a minigun. Easy Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just see Predator too many times. It's all painless. So, and th- to stop her, Jason Statham throws a jar of honey at her and then lights her on fire. Because honey's fucking flammable. Apparently. Uh, however, we looked into this and- It is not. It's not. <laughs> also, I love that There's so also much, one though. scene where he like goes- that's, that's, No, hold on. You can look that up so quickly and find out the honey is just not flammable. <laughs> we had a conversation about this on Slack and I do think that there, there Wait, is- who's we? Me and like people, other people at Slash Film. Okay, uh, there are some <laughs> apparently. Whatever. There, wow, Sarah. Apparently, there's I wasn't a, invited uh, to that. Oh, Jesus, there's a certain. I think there is a certain kind of like uh, actual natural honey that can be set on oh, fire, geez. but not like in this way. But we like we actually did like the testing and tested like the honey and like our. You tried to light honey on fire. Two of people on the Slash Film staff went to see if they could light honey on fire, and it did not work. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like something you could easily just look up in your phone. Yeah. No, but you got to test it for yourself. It's called journalism, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to sell a portion of this I'm coming to work. I just don't know phone. if that's the takeaway from the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is the takeaway then, Ebert? Uh, the- he did talk about protecting the hive, and I think that's what the film is. Oh. It's a metaphor, Brad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. Protecting the I hive. I also love the, Queen the scene Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> in the middle of like a, a group, and he's like right in the middle, and there's like 
15 FBI agents. There were only 10. There were 10. There were only 10. Right around him. And he just starts beating them up as if, like, no one's going to shoot him. Yeah. That's always always my favorite part of any action sequence. Like, anyone could just get out a gun and shoot him when he's punching somebody else. But they all wait until he's going to fight them. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. I'm waiting for the action movie where someone does that as a parody. Like, he starts fighting and someone just shoots him in the leg. He's like, oh, what the fuck? He's like, I don't know. I don't know why anybody else didn't. Why, do why, this? why would you pick a fight with eight I'm of us, yeah. dude? Like, why? We all my, have guns. <laughs> I'm not waiting my turn to fight you. <laughs> let's write that film. All right, let's do Although, it. Although, I guess they, I'm just thinking, like, they probably wouldn't shoot him because they don't want to shoot Crossfire. their guy. Yeah. Well, you just so shoot down technically, at the, at the feet. I don't think they're See, supposed I don't think, to. Like, especially because it's a circle. So you're definitely going to shoot. Yeah. And if you miss, you're going to hit Ron. Know. You don't want to hit Ron. Like, down I feel like, at the feet. I feel like 10 to 1. And these are FBI agents in tactical Oi. gear. Yeah, and I'm sorry if, if they're not a good enough shot no to shoot that person shit. in the middle. But, I mean, come on, you're, you're going. Have you almost ever shot a gun? I love Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. There a little bit. <laughs> One time, I shot a chain gun from the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> oh, a big old chain gun. Yeah, you don't so, worry about my. You don't worry about my Jason Statham. Okay, <laughs> this is how he fucking talks. You're just turning into. <laughs> That's the, what he just said. Was, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, no, no, the Saturday Night Live thing where they, where they make make fun of Guy Ritchie movies. Who going red, red, round, rip, rag? Oh, no, he reminds me of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, <laughs> who plays Michael Caine? Yes, yeah, Michael Caine. This is why, this is why I don't like. do anything. This is why I don't produce. <laughs> I got three fucking negative Nellies over here just talking shit. I don't see you guys we're doing not, voices. We're not being negative. Um, hey, he sounds like a piece of shit. Brad and I sing songs. Yeah, sing songs. Yeah, yeah, we, we do voices shit. all the time. So funny to do a piece of shit. Do you want a hug? A little bit. No, you're not getting one. Oi! So, uh, are you going to see the beekeeper in theaters, Sarah? N- no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's fucking Sarah? No, I won't. But um, I, I, I feel like in a hypothetical world that I can go to a movie theater. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Um, Is this kind of movie that Aaron would go see to get away from the kids? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> How hard was the week? <laughs> like, <laughs> um. I would know. I'd wa- I'd watch it at home. Okay. I would watch it at home. You're gonna watch this at home. Yeah. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, no, here. I'll watch it when at it home. Com- when it gets released, I'm gonna be like Sarah. It's out. Yeah, no, no I'll I, watch I, it at you're home. You're gonna get a very very vague text message to say Sarah, it's out. You're gonna know that that means the beekeeper is out. Although you know what, I just like within the last year discovered that. I, I just talked to you about that theater in Portage. Imagine. Oh or, yeah, it's great theater. And that kind of changed me. Um, it's so, way better than the Michigan Theater. I don't know. Theater. You can have drinks. If I have cartel. a DD, if I have a DD, I'm going to see the beekeeper in theaters. Yeah. 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 It's, it, uh, it's, it looks, I mean, I'm not joking. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen a trailer that I was so just excited for, honestly. Ben texted us and he's like, I just went from six to midnight. So I did text them. I paused it halfway through. There's a scene in which he, he takes- I don't a, even think it was halfway it through. Was. It was. It was like takes, 20 it's, seconds nope, in. It's a ratchet strap. You literally screenshot it like, and showed us where <laughs> no, you're at on the It's the trailer. ratchet strap oh, around yeah, the guy's yeah. hand that already he cut off, and then he puts him to the back of a truck and puts him off a bridge. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly about halfway through. And I paused it and I texted the boys, oh, <laughs> Ben is going to like this one. <laughs> Yeah, so the beekeeper, uh, it comes out uh, January January, 20 January 12th next year on the 2024. 2024 calendar. cannot get here fast enough. Nate, so, you said you, you will not see it in theater. Unless this oh, is like, going. I'm are you going you. to, what if we all went to, and I'm just inviting myself into your friend oh, no, group. Sorry, it. Brad. Um, I know that's a lot for you. Oh my gosh. Like, I would go if we could all go to Imagine Theater and Brad will be our DD. 
Oh no, I'm gonna get drunk. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that with friends. It'd be fun to see that there, but it. I would also see it by myself if it like got a sixty percent or higher on Rotten Tomatoes okay. and it wasn't like cheese. I don't care this, if it does. Doesn't have us. I know, but Rotten Tomatoes. I, I'm all, I can only see so. I've got three kids as well. I can only see so many films. Bring them with you. Yeah, you do have to. You have to pick and choose. Like, yeah, exactly. Bring the enough. kids with you. He's fifteen. Yeah, he's gonna love he's to not, see it. He's thirteen. He's thirteen. He's seventeen. Bring it, bring the kids, dude. You don't always want to hang out with your kids. No, <laughs> well, no. His excuse was that he can't because of the kids. So now I'm no, like, I know, him. but it's like, but you okay? So the option is go to the film with the kids or not go. There are times when it's like I'd just rather not go. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a, that's it's fair. a sad life. Very sad life. Yeah, we're really talking up kids. I love, <laughs> I love my kids. This episode brought to you by Trojan. <laughs> uh, we, the second trailer we watched, this one's coming up a lot sooner. And I knew Nate was going to be excited about this one because he loves holiday movies. He loves holiday movies loves so much. Holiday movies. And this Bamboozled. This one is all about family because it's called Thanksgiving. It's all about family. This Thanksgiving movie, you know, because it, it is about the meal of bringing people together. But it, but in this one, uh, it's also about tearing them apart, literally, with an axe. A guy in a pilgrim mask and a hat. A pilgrim mask and a buckle hat. Yep. he a he buckle is hat. Chopping people up. Seems like it's tied to a Black Friday incident gone wrong. I really feel like they should have been like, this Thanksgiving, buckle up. Mm. Buckle. Show that. Show that to be hat. fair, the tagline they went with is pretty dang good. What is it? No leftovers. And that's fair. Yeah, uh, but it, so so uh, in case you didn't know, uh, so this movie is directed by Eli Roth, and it is inspired and based on a what was once a fake trailer for a movie yes. called Thanksgiving that was on Grindhouse, the double feature that Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino did together, where Robert Rodriguez did Planet Terror, uh, Quentin Tarantino did Death Proof, and before both movies, there was a series of three or four trailers for fake horror movies. Edgar Wright did one, uh, Eli Roth did one, and there were a couple other ones for these funny fake horror movies that were never made but now this one is being turned into a real movie obviously uh there's it's mostly a cast of like teens that maybe you're not familiar with but patrick dempsey is in it uh and it just looks as the wise sheriff yeah Ugh, he's so handsome though is he though oh yeah. yes no, he is. yes he is he's no he, james marsden he, he's like at he's, the salt and pepper it's a little more pepper no, now but he's no, still. he's no rob Lowe. but, but, if, but any of us can look that good at 57 yeah, yeah. he's 57 yeah he's 57 i've he's looked never up. looked that good that's sad. Yeah, no, I'm not looking that good at 41. You look so. great. You look great. Nate, are you going to watch this with the fam? <laughs> I won't watch this without the fam. I will not watch this film. This looks awful. Do you not- awful? I, do you not like horror he films? Or just, horror films. Yeah, he doesn't no, horror films. Yeah, I don't know. There are certain types of horror films I will watch, or like zombie films. Yeah, so Frank and Weenie, yeah. uh, <laughs> Monster House. Monster House is kind of scary. I don't know if you saw that. It was, was kind of scary. I was terrified. Um but terrifying. like I'll see the screen films, these kind of things. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's that's terrifying. <laughs> but no, like uh, s- like this kind of like gore, the gore stuff, slasher stuff. Yeah. We yeah. force Nate to watch horror movies, especially the, they'll assign. Yeah. I they will assign this film to me, and I'll have to. Watch I, it. Well, okay. what did I give you? I gave you Paranormal Activity one time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. And it is it is he, October. Paranormal so Activity scared the bones. No, but he watched it like during the day. Like, out, I don't know what the phrase you know. is. But oh no, I'm not watching any horror movie tonight. That's, sure. That's going to be the new phrase. Is paranormal. Scared the that bones. movie scared the bones. Scared me. Too. Scared the bones. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. Do you like horror movies? I remember. I d- well, yes. So I bef- I don't like know why. Do you like the Saw films? Yeah, I, so I used to like be obsessed with that. I'm really obsessed with um, like the Halloween. Like mm-hmm. the actual Halloween series, um, but uh, the gorier that they get, eh. yeah, 
No, I, I, I remember. So, like, we used to be a proper country when, <laughs> when stalker slasher films were just that. Halloween turned into Michael Myers fighting thirteen firefighters yeah. in a bloody scene. Yeah. It used to be, he, is he there? Is he not there? Yeah, well, that that was the fun. That that is the fun element where it's suspenseful. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I well, love I like a good that you suspenseful. You don't have to always film. see like the actual. Violence, and I can't that's, think of like the that's movies what I that like. I, like, yep. it, well, no, that's like why, this one is clearly a violent film. Yes, yeah. But that's that's why movies like Jaws, it was kind of a horror film back in the day. It was yes. a blockbuster, but like you didn't see it. it. Was it was the what's not there? It was the suspense of it, it all. You know, yep. I, I yeah. love films like that. Yeah, yeah. But what's great about No One Will Save You? Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. It really, is. Okay, you'll cool. find out once. Cool. Why, why don't you watch No One Will Save You? What do you have against it? Uh, have I, you seen it, sir? I have not. Which it's on Hulu. It's it's an. It's the an smile? alien invasion movie. No, that's Smile. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, uh, makes sense. But no, it's it's on Hulu. Oh, I just no, I haven't seen it yet. You should. But, it's very good. You'll like it. Okay, good. No, Sarah was actually. Uh, I've told this story several times on the podcast. I believe she was the one who was with me at Paranormal Activity when uh, we ended up being in the first trailer for that movie. Oh, with, that's right. With yeah, the yeah. night vision camera and stuff like that. Which, and I was. I mean, no, nothing. And I really like scary movies, but. That movie scared me. Yeah. So, so you, you were the one in that much. in that black and white trailer, like uh, the green trailer, like the the eerie effect, where just just their mascara just down your face because you were terrified and crying. I wasn't cry. So I really so I like scary movies. I don't know if it's I don't like ghost movies. I like them. Like I watch them, but that scares me. Like so, the, like The Conjuring. Yeah, I think like no, because that doesn't like that. Because it's not real. Sarah was pointing at the Annabelle. Doll oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Here in the I, have, I have a one-to-one scale replica of the Annabelle um, doll in my basement, which is a smart move. I grew up in a really old home. It's a hundred years old, over a hundred years old. Um, you said that like you're bragging. No, no, like because things in my parents' house happened that were just weird. You Nate, can't can you corroborate? It. Lights go on. Shower turns on. Having footsteps like a, up a, the a, stairs. A, a, over a hundred-year-old home is things like that. I, I remember I told you guys before we bought our house um uh, a neighbor told our realtor not to buy it because it was haunted so you understand like when i see movies are about like haunted houses mm-hmm. i that's what scares me because i'm like okay like something i'm like oh yeah the light so the, like the like, animadeville horror because the house is the is the evil yeah thing. like i'm like oh like for some reason that scares me more than just someone coming into your house with a knife because i'm like well then you just Get a gun. <laughs> Get a gun and you, you shoot them. You would just them. shoot that fucker in the face and yes. be done with it. Um, or like I have two stun guns. I'd feel like I would just like sneak up behind them and zap, zap. <laughs> I do <laughs> I do enjoy the Scream franchise. It's turned into like, you know, they, they kill them and then like they shoot them in the head now. Like, yeah, we're, you got you to shoot them in the head. You got to make sure they're dead. <laughs> you got to double tap. You got to double tap. Zombie it up. I did not know that. Um, yeah. So yeah, like that, I don't know why, like movie, like paranormal activity, those types of like ghost movies actually scare me. Yeah. I will tell you that when I, uh, whatever, was it the very first, par- and we can, of course, we can cut all this if we're running a long amount of time, but the very first, I think it was the first paranormal activity where they're playing and they're running and is it Toby? Mm-hmm. So Toby obviously is this huge specter that is invisible and they're playing and they're running and then somebody like forcibly runs into Toby yeah. and stops and then their hair gets tangled up that's, and pulled straight up. That's and they, the second one, I think. That, that yeah. scene freaked the fuck out. I mean, yeah. it was so well done. It's because it's, It comes out of nowhere. Because of the sound, too. When she yeah. runs into it, it's like a boom. And then she's like, what did I hit? And all of a sudden, her hair is like twisted up, and then she's pulled up yeah. off the ground. I mean, I lost my shit. I remember on the couch watching that and just curling into myself. What, I love You can't like protect that. yourself from the unknown. Exactly. What is legitimately, you think, the scariest film ever? 
uh, in my personal opinion, yeah. I've said this before, to me personally, because I didn't know it was fake, the Blair Witch Project. I, oh, I, I hit it right terrifying. early when the marketing was so well done and I thought that it was real. All my friends went to it that Friday night, opening night. We thought it was real. It was the first thing on the internet. It was like 2000 or 1999. Mm -hmm. And so the internet wasn't really this thing that you didn't believe things on. And we all went. And that scene at the end where you just see him in the corner yep. and turned around and it cuts. We, honest to God, had heart palpitate. Like all of us. The whole theater was going crazy. And I don't ever remember one of those, being more those experiences you remember. I, being I will, in a theater I will remember that for the rest of my life. I was shaken to my core in that moment because I was. It would have been when I was like eighteen, so I was just this gullible, naive little douche, and I was willing to believe anything. Oh my god, it was scary. Brady Bear, what what are you? What is the legitimately you think the scariest from? Um, paranormal activity definitely like it's. But I think it's like that along that same that shared yeah. theater experience yeah. Yeah. for sure. Right? Yeah, uh, I, but I, I saw a Blair Witch Project in theaters when I and I'm a little bit younger than you, and it definitely scared me I as well for that, for that very reason. A lot. Um, yeah, you're like ten years younger. It's not, not even close to ten years. You're younger um, than Mitch. Mm, not, not. How old um, was Mitch? Twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. Did we yeah. mention how cute he was? He's adorable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm I, I'm a Mitch. I'm a Mitch fanboy. <laughs> My man Mitch. He didn't get that because he doesn't understand Indiana politics. Yeah, so yeah. no, now he shockingly it, he looked it up. I'm but sure. yeah, I would say paranormal, paranormal activity or Blair Witch Project, probably. Yeah, Sarah, how about you, Sarah? I paranormal activity, but I don't know. I guess it, disturbing. Um, yeah, Rob Zombie, House of a Thousand Corpses. I think sure. Yeah, that one just like, like that very gory thing. Yeah. Just is too. He does too much, and that that I think there's just it's like a really violent rape scene in that Rob. one. Is yeah. that too the much, one? Rob. Too much. I don't like Rob Zombie. That bothered me. That bothered me. You, you love the monsters though. What about you? Not even close. Anything? Yeah, I mean anything that tries to have like Monster a House. Uh no, I, <laughs> I, I genuinely don't like the Exorcist. That scares me. Oh, that is a scary movie. My mom was very scared by the Exorcist when she saw Show. Yeah, I 17. saw it in like I think it came out maybe for a twenty year release in the late nineties mm -hmm. or something. It did. And I saw it in the theaters and it it was the first time I saw it. Like it terrified me. It was scary. I didn't like it. All right. Fair enough. So sound off in the comments. What's your favorite? Yeah, as we're in October now. Horror movie of all time. What's the one, what, I, I don't want the what, favorite. No, no, I want what's like, the one that fucked you up? What's, what's the yeah. one that fucked what's you up? What's the yeah. scariest And the story that, behind it. You know, give like, us a paragraph. Left you scared for days, probably. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was, Blair Witch eight, I was eight years old, and I, I went over to my neighbor's house, and because uh, he was 10, and his mom let him watch whatever the fuck he wanted, and it was like a Sunday afternoon, and he put on Critters, and it <laughs> ended my life. Yeah. I pissed myself, and I had my mom come get me, even though we lived two blocks away. True story. He was 17. <laughs> Sarah, have you ever seen Critters? I don't think so. And I am, and, and cinef real cinephiles out there, my, it might have been Critters two, Critters three, but it was a Critters film. There was um, uh, the scene I'm talking about that made me piss myself for real. Uh, the the camera flash was the only thing illuminating the room, oh. so it was a dark room, and the photographer was using his camera flash, and he was kept getting closer and closer to a closet, and he opened the closet, and the last flash is all the critters like coming out at him, and I cried, and I wanted to leave. Oh. I don't think that I actually peed myself, but that explains I, so I was much. so sad and scared. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, uh, my on. gosh. You got a game? You want me to play a game? I would you love to game? play a game. I can. All right. It's yeah, games just, time with Ben and Brad. Games time with Brad and Nate. It's going to be fun. It's going to be neat. And it's going to be motherfucking great. All right. Since our guest is a lawyer, though Ben didn't realize that, um, okay. we are going to have a game based so on mean. films 
that have lawyers in them. Okay. Good. And so we will. This will be a multiple. So, by the way, it's so shitty the way you said that. It's, it's not even. It's absolutely true. Brad oh, I'm so bad at these. And so I will give you multiple choice questions. We've got just twelve questions. It's not a big game. Mm-hmm. I'll go one, one, one. We'll, we'll. You don't have to buzz in this mm-hmm. one, okay? And so, um, but it's multiple choice. Mitch, so you have a twenty-five percent chance. Mitch, I'm talking to you right now. That's not how it happened. I'm just letting you know, buddy. All right. Mitch is the only one still listening. (laughs) That's why I'm talking to him directly. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's start with Sarah. What is the name of the lawyer played by Tom Cruise in the film A Few Good Men? I will give you a couple options. A, Gary Conlon. B, Aaron Brockovich. (laughs) (laughs) C, Andrew Beckett. Or D, Daniel Caffey. D. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Sarah gets a point. Woo-hoo! All right, Braddy Bear. In the film, The Lincoln Lawyer, who played the role of the lawyer McHoller? Was it A, Matthew McConaughey, B, Tom Hanks, C, Robert Downey Jr., or D, Brad Pitt? Okay, I was worried this was going to be hard. <laughs> And I haven't seen The Lincoln Lawyer, but it is Matthew McConaughey. That is correct. You didn't know that Tom Hanks is in that film? He's not. <laughs> son of a bitch. I really did think that you were going to give it to me. Because, <laughs> because you're specifically saying, hey, sir, here's your one. Uh, in The Lincoln Lawyer, who played grip number three? <laughs> I'm trying to make this a little easier. No, we had no. A cast. I love you. I love you. Um, usually with the two of them, I give them questions. It's it. like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, honestly. He's well, like, you should give them harder ones and still me the easy ones. <laughs> Who who was responsible for craft he, services in The Devil's Advocate? <laughs> Where does the film and, Philadelphia take place? But but I'll give you that question. Charlestown? Here's the thing, Ben. I give you that question, and Brad somehow knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, crafty on that one. No, that was right about Paramount Services. Actually, Paramount think, it runs their own craft well, services. I think that, that, that was, the one, was holding The it one there. week everyone got food poisoning because the tuna was bad. <laughs> and honestly, I, I, I heard that from Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> when I flew out to Vegas to meet him. I haven't been to Vegas. Uh, all right. But you've met Paul Thomas Anderson? I haven't. I really want to see that. I want to see that bubble thing in Vegas. Oh, man. The, the uh, sphere looks, looks amazing. So cool. yeah, I want to see the fucking TV sphere. <laughs> the TV sphere? That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> I want to see that, that big old screen tit. <laughs> Can I see that big old digital movie? They got to make one where it just looks like a big boob, right? I mean, they do that at... at, at, at. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> like I was to say, every night at from two to four a.m. It's just a big tip. It's Vegas, baby. It. Come yeah, on, you, kids are asleep. It's fine. Yeah, you can put a little pasty on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pasty that says "Church's Chicken" for some reason. <laughs> anyway, all right, number three. Uh, in Legally Blonde, what is L. Woods's major before enrolling in Harvard Law School? A. This is actually hard. Damn. A. History. B. Fashion merchandising, C, political science, or D, English literature? B. Is that your final answer? Yes. You're correct. All right, everyone Thank has God. a point. Ooh, Round two. Back Here to Sarah. Go. Which 1996... <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry, Sarah. Uh, which 1996 film features Richard Gere oh. portraying a lawyer defending a young altar boy? A, the client... B, Primal Fear. <laughs> um, C, Amistad. Did you just wink? No. Oh. D, Blue Chips. B. Correct. Good job. 
Not, <laughs> he didn't wink. He went, it's that one. <laughs> I didn't see it because I don't have my glasses on. Nate gets all the points. <laughs> I feel so bad. I looked at her. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> she definitely looked at her like, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> we, she, he said the word 1996. And you were like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I really like Richard Sarah Gere. was four years old. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's a very good movie. Uh, Richard Gere and Edward Norton are Ed, Ed, Eddie Norton. Yeah. All right. This is for Braddy Book. Uh, 12 Angry Men is a film about a jury deliberating in a murder trial that I was assigned to watch by Ben. What is unique about the final vote? A, the jury votes unanimously for acquittal. B, the jury votes unanimously for conviction. C, the jury is hung and cannot reach a verdict. Or D, the accuser is the son of one of the jurors. Uh, I believe that they all vote to acquit. Correct. Six. Uh, question six. In Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts plays the title character who is a dis- <laughs> a district attorney. Oh, lawyer. <laughs> Garbage man. Wait, wait, wait. Siegel. B, a defense lawyer. <laughs> C, a legal clerk. Or D, a wrongfully accused defendant. Is B. False. False. She's a legal clerk, baby. Legal oh, I've clerk. never seen the movie. Are you serious? <gasps> oh, somebody's going to sign that yeah, one. Yeah, dude, okay. come on. It's good shit. Steven Soderbergh. All right, um, back to Sarah. I think my mom was just like, I don't know. Just, Julia Roberts just pushing her boobs up. That's just a, that's not a good movie. Wow. In Philadelphia. Your mom's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> In Philadelphia, what type of discrimination does Tom she Hanks' does character experience? Have you ever seen the film? Wait, I'm sorry, your mom doesn't listen. Oh God, no! Oh, oh, that's sad. Question <laughs> <laughs> again. I, I, my mom and dad are retired now, and I'm like, hey, have you? When's the last time you heard Go Flicks? Oh, oh, how is that going? <laughs> to be my, fair, none I, of our parents listen to this podcast. I am not kidding. My dad doesn't know I do this. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he? Um, I love it so much. I love. Hey, buddy. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I proud of you. And I love you. I wasn't listening in Philadelphia. What type of discrimination does Tom Hanks' character experience? A, age discrimination. B, disability discrimination. C, AIDS discrimination. Gender <laughs> discrimination. Or D, AIDS discrimination. <laughs> HIV discrimination. It did sound like he said AIDS discrimination. Yeah, that's what I the first one. Said. I said age. <laughs> I thought you said D. AIDS. Correct. <laughs> Nate, did you? Okay, so did you just Google? Easy lawyer <laughs> trivia movies. I just need to know what I was thinking of in Philadelphia. <laughs> Wait, that what? was not the film that you were thinking of? I was thinking of. Was like, oh, no. The Dubbing's movie. Is it big? Is it like, <laughs> That's age discrimination. <laughs> I was like, why Oh, it's age discrimination because Philadelphia <laughs> is the movie Big. Because, you know, he rents an apartment in Philadelphia. <laughs> and they wouldn't get to because he was too little. Yeah. And then, and then Jesus let him be bigger. <laughs> so that's where my mind went. Did you say, and then Jesus let him be bigger? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Brad, <laughs> you remember a big in Philadelphia where where Tom Hanks' character was a real big Philly yeah, Eagles fan? E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> Oh right. no! Who directed C O L T A R? Who directed the 1992 legal thriller A Few Good Men? Do you know already? Yeah, I do. Go ahead, say it. Rob Reiner. It's correct. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, who played Ben? Who played the character Arthur Edens in Michael Clayton? 
Hey, Tom Wilkins. George Clooney. Nope. No, he plays Michael Clayton. <laughs> Man, I, I it was not George Clooney. Does anybody know? Tom Wilkinson. Correct. <laughs> Albert Finney. <laughs> All right. Uh To Kill a Mockingbird features which lawyer who defends a black Atticus man accused Finch. of rape? Correct. Pow. Right in the kisser. Books. All right. <laughs> Brad, which film depicts a military attorney defending Marines accused of murder? A, The Verdict, B, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, C, A Few Good Men, and D, Inherit the Wind. A Few Good Men. Correct. Number 12. Last one. Michael Clayton. What is the name (laughs) of the lawyer played by John Travolta in The Rainmaker? A, Rudy Baylor. Uh, wait a minute. Is John Travolta in The Rainmaker? Yeah, right? Did I get that wrong? Are you talking about the, the one where he fights the EPA? That's not the Rainmaker. The Rainmaker is with Matt Damon and uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, uh, that's Matt Damon. No, that's the client, Damon. isn't it? No, the client is with... Uh, <laughs> that's Runaway Jury. Oh, that's Pelican Brief. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun here. All right, we're going to do that one again. All right, what is the name of the lawyer played by Matt Damon in The Rainmaker? Rudy Baylor, Paul Beigler... Michael Clayton or Joseph Palmer? Uh, B. I don't. I actually don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. A. Sarah wins the game. Wow. Good job. Wow. Good job. You know, amazing. As, I am as, so good at movies. As a lawyer, <laughs> you're very good. You lured the shit out of that game. <laughs> Sarah Godzilla Kineshmi. You have been an utter delight on this show. We thank you. We have. Uh, it's been far too long since you've been here. Uh, probably you have two of the three kids uh, since the last appearance. Yeah, that's fair. So that's how much yeah. you guys loved having me on. <laughs> Before, <laughs> to be to be fair, there was there was a, a good year and a half, roughly two year period where we didn't do the podcast. Uh, we we're the only actually, only podcast that disappeared during the pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, what do you guys want to do during the pandemic? Not get together. <laughs> Not do something over Zoom. We definitely don't want to have any time filled by fun. <laughs> <laughs> I started a bunch of bread. That's what I did. The like my name everyone is, did. My name is Brad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being on the show, Sarah. We love you very much. You'll be back uh, sooner than you think. Bradford Oman. sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a good girl. You've been a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Sarah, thank you for being here. Brad, you're here no matter what. Nate, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Uh, obviously, we do really want you guys to like, share, subscribe, do all that bullshit. But also, this time specifically, because it is October, we would love to hear what's the horror movie that fucked you up the most. You can send us to uh, a comment uh, on goflixyourselfpod.com. You can leave a voicemail on our website like that as well. Uh, you can comment on our Facebook. You can tweet at us, all that good shit. Uh, what's the horror movie that fucked you up the most? We'd love to hear it. Nate, Brad, Sarah, I'm Ben. Guys, have a great night. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?